0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome everyone to AbbeyCast, the official podcast of Dalesford Abbey. Uh, My name is Andrew Del Rossi. I'm the director of the Spirituality Center here at Dalesford Abbey. And the uh, first question I think today we should get at is what is a podcast and why are we doing it, right? Have you ever listened to a podcast before
1: or maybe watch one? Um, I, I probably have, but, okay. you know, these terms run together so much. so uh, Sure. So, Andrew, what is a podcast? All right, sure. So a podcast,
0: and this is from Wikipedia, is an episodic series of spoken word digital audio files that a user can download to a personal device for easy listening. I listen to podcasts all the time, I listen to them in the car usually, uh, or like when I'm like, outside doing work or working out, but I could not define a podcast to you. I could give you like a loose definition of what I think it is, but I've never actually looked at the definition of what it is. So there we go for our viewers and uh, for both of us here today. Um, so why a podcast? Why are we doing a podcast here at Dalesford Abbey? Um, I've been here for about four months now, uh, since about the beginning of March when I started this Mm -hmm. position, and I've already had so many great conversations with the different people here at the Abbey, the Norbertines, the other members of the community that work here, and um, I just thought, why not try and capture that in a format that other folks can listen to and and grow from as well. So um, Today's first guest and our first guest on AbbeyCast is Father John Zagarella a Norbertine here at Dalesford Abbey. Uh, Father John is the newly elected prior of Dalesford Abbey, and he's also the star of our new uh, series, of Rock the Word 153. So, John, thanks for being on today. Welcome. It's and, my pleasure, Andrew. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's great to have you on as our first guest. We've already had so many great conversations, usually over music as we're filming Rock the Word. Um, so I said, why not just sit down and let's just see what flows from it. So who knows what uh, jewels will spill out today, right? So uh so you're the newly elected
1: prior of the community here at the abbey. Um what are you looking forward to most as prior? Well, um actually the uh prior's position is appointed. So um uh Abbot Dominic consulted with the community and then um and then appointed me. So um it it it's it's an honor. It's it's really an honor to be in this position and um you know um I've been an Norbertine priest just over thirty four years, and um, to uh, be in this position is um, it's a great honor, but it's also a great responsibility primarily to um, the men of the abbey and also to um, the uh, our lay associates and uh, our congregation in many ways. So it's um, I, I look forward to, uh, hopefully, um, spreading the mission and the charism of St. Norbert. Um, I, um, I've i been teaching at Archmere for the last six years, and Archmere Academy in Claymont, and uh, I, I teach a class in Norbertine spirituality, and I really believe that that class, teaching that class for six years and teaching, uh, it's a one-semester class, so I actually taught it 12 times already, so nice. teaching that class and teaching the students um, the life of Norbert and the rule of Augustine really put me in touch with our foundational documents. So being in this role now, I, I think that that was God's way of preparing me for this, actually. And um, and so I think being in this role um, gives me an opportunity to uh, more deeply embrace the rule of Augustine and the life of Norbert and, um, and, and hopefully share that through this important ministry of prior, uh, working with Abbot Dominic to uh, administer the community and uh, to to be
0: a presence to the people of God who, who worship here. That's awesome. Very well said. Yeah. Very Thank well you. said. Yeah. And um, you mentioned something there that really struck me was your experience teaching the Norbertine charism to the youth. Um, I think that uh, the role of educators is so huge. But um, to teach something to the youth, I think, or to teach anything to anyone else helps us learn it better, right? But to teach it to youth, maybe we try and make things a little more simpler. Or we try and connect with them in a certain way. And I think that maybe helps us understand it. Yeah. I know when I was teaching high school, I was teaching the sacraments to sophomores. And my first year teaching, I had five sections. And it was the same class every time. So it was like five times a day I'd be teaching and some days I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to drive me to be brain dead. But then I would have these moments where things would just split open and I would have a totally new understanding of sacrament or the concept I was teaching about. And it was like, oh my God, I, how have I never seen it this way before, right? So I, I totally get what you're saying as you saw that
1: as like preparation for this this new opportunity. Yeah, uh, you know, in teaching the kids, uh, it's been a great joy. Um, this is actually my third Time at Archmere Academy over the course of my priesthood and um, the last six years, and luckily, even even though I um, have this uh, new role as of prior, I'll still be able to teach my course at Archmere, which makes me very very happy because, um, as I say, it's been a great gift to me, um, and that so often happens with ministry—you you, you uh, put yourself out there, and somehow you receive a gift. I, I think that's yeah. That's God smiling, sure, you know, really, you know. So, um, to be able to teach kids about St. Norbert, who lived in the um, 11th century, um, born in 1080 uh, or thereabouts, and to, to teach these kids that um, the spirit of Norbert and the charism of Norbert is alive and well today, that basically the course is about opening their eyes and seeing that charism all around them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, that's just a beautiful thing to see it unfold in these kids.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you have noticed your own personal growth into this new position as prior, um, you know, recounting these experiences in the classroom, being a music guy, are there any tunes that just pop into your head right away when you think
1: of this new path that you're pursuing now? Well, believe it or not, you may be surprised or you may not be surprised. The ver- there, There's two songs actually that came, um came to mind Uh the first one was the promise of a new day by Paula abdul Mm. right so that was that was like she had a few big hits in the 80s and that might have been her last big hit i don't remember but um and the reason is because it's it is like it's a whole new day um in this position that's the way i approach it Uh i look at this as um as i said a responsibility but also as an opportunity and um and then the other the other song that came to mind was Bon Jovi's "It's My Life," mm. and uh, and and what comes to mind is the line where he says, "It's now or never." You know, it's my life. It's now or never. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't gonna live forever, mm. right? So here I am, on the verge of my sixty second birthday, and um, you know, I think I think one of the things that we all want to do in life is kind of make our mark, mm. and uh, so. I kind of look at it as uh, it's now or never, yeah. Uh, and I, I certainly don't think it's my life; it's God's life. You know, I'm I belong to God. But that whole part about it being now or never, um, and I ain't going to live forever. You no, know, I want to live while I'm alive, and so I want to give that gift of uh, life to my Norbertine community. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Very well said once again. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. Um, Boom! bum, It's my li- yeah. It just gets you going. It does, yeah. And and if you want my hot take, not a Bon Jovi fan. Ah, oh, yeah. Well. I, I appreciate certain songs, like like I hear that one in my head, but. But I, I I can respect it.
1: I can oh, respect it, for sure. Yeah. All right, well, so we've got to have a Bon Jovi night. You know, one of my favorite songs by him is uh, Captain Crash and the Beauty Queen from Mars. But we'll talk about yeah, that Yeah, no, later. see, that that's what you got to introduce me to. I know mostly the radio hits
0: from, you think, you know, like, 90s on for me. Yeah. Right? So I probably missed
1: you know some of their heyday type stuff yeah so that that's the sort of stuff you'd have to uh, turn me on to but i uh, yeah it's from their album crush it's it's fabulous it's awesome. awesome it's a great song and, and yeah so you know bon jovi and paul abdul like, uh-huh. wow but um yeah so they're, they're the songs that i think of um And I love questions like that. Awesome, awesome. So uh, if we could kind
0: of do like a bit of an origin story here, what would you say got you into music? Did did your dad have the headphones on the belly? Did, uh, you know, were your parents playing music in the household growing up? Yeah,
1: you know, my, uh, this is really kind of a a funny story, actually. Um, My my mother... um, you know, when I was really little, I remember, I always remember music in my house. My father told himself how to play the harmonica and the accordion. Okay. So we always had music of some, of some sort mm-hmm. in the house. And my father played the harmonica, uh, up until the end of his life. You know, he loved it. He would sit there and play the harmonica and he told himself how to do it and played the accordion. He told, he tried to teach my brother how to play the accordion. But by the time I came along, um, I don't think he ever tried to teach me, but the, the, the music was already embedded in the household. My mother loved the music. She would sing and she loved Perry Como. And mm. um, and, and my sister uh, was a teenager at the time of uh, the great Elvis Presley. Mm. So, I mean, I grew up with Elvis Presley and she was a big Barbra Streisand fan and so I had Barbara Streisand and Elvis Presley and um and i when i was a kid i used to take her 45s and she still loves me my sister you still love me don't you john (laughs) i used to get her 45s that uh and you and make flying saucers out of them great frisbees right great frisbees (laughs) i I was like and my sister would be like john it's my Elvis Presley record you know so and then my brother who's also older than me i'm the youngest um I can remember him uh, being in a group called Frankie and the Chimes, and they would go down my basement, and I used to hear them singing, ba 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 you know, doing yeah. the Beach Boys tunes. Yeah. So I, yeah, so my brother always loved music. In fact, my parents had a luncheonette, and um, on Sundays after the luncheonette would close, my brother would take me back into the uh, into the store, and we'd put on the latest music, and he would teach me the latest dances. So uh, there was always music in our house, always. There you go.
0: There you go. So, so you weren't a, even uh, just getting the music piece, you getting the performance as well with the dance and all that. Oh, yeah. 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 And the playing of yeah. the instruments. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And watching
1: bandstand. Uh-huh. And my sister would watch bandstand. So, you know, Dick Clark and all that stuff. And, uh-huh. uh Yeah. So it was, you know, I mean, I remember having the Monster Mash. Yeah. And She Loves You by The Beatles. and mm-hmm. Sugar Sugar by the Archies, <laughs> and Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. So, you know, all these great records, all mm-hmm. these great songs on 45, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I love how music, too. I think this is something maybe you and I talked about before. Um, it always seems to be a great trigger for memories, right? right? It, it, music and I think smells, too. No doubt. Like I'll step on out onto the boardwalk, get down the shore, and those smells will just trigger memories from childhood. Yeah. And you hear the jingle from the amusements, and that brings up a whole new wave of of uh, memories and music too. Always takes you back, or for me at least, yeah. to a time, a place, a memory. Um, maybe not always a good memory. Sometimes a challenging memory, right? Absolutely. An awkward Absolutely. high school dance or something like Absolutely. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, it has a great ability to to transcend and transport us, right? Yeah, no um, doubt. So if I could put you on the spot, um, you know, discernment is a lifelong thing, right? But when you were discerning your entrance into the Norbertine community, were there any songs that really just hit you at the time that? Gave you any sort of affirmation that this is the path that God was calling you to?
1: Well, you know, it's kind well, of or maybe like an artist you were listening to or something yeah, like that, yeah. song specific, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, my my um, my story is surrounded. You know, I, if my life is a tapestry, the soundtrack of my life is filled with music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. So yeah, at every major. A juncture of my life, um, there was always music, and so you know uh, when I was in high school, um that's when I really started to think about becoming a norbertine and um you know i cannot I cannot separate my life from the music of Elton John mm-hmm. I just can't i I can't because his music was it every stage of my life except of course before he became popular Mm -hmm. before he was even known so earlier you know it was Diana Ross and Supremes I was always a big Motown fan Mm -hmm. you know when I was when I was younger uh but when I heard Elton John's music you know it really changed my life because his music I always say is like the soundtrack of my life Mm -hmm. so um you know when I was in high school it was um Rocket Man and Goodbye, Elbereth Road, and you know, going through all the things that you go through in high school, all the awkwardness and all of the uncertainty, and you know, all the different things that kids go through. I mean, looking back, I I know that, uh, and, and then being a, a counselor for high school kids uh, in my uh, last six years at Archmere, uh, you know. Teenage years are not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember being bullied in high school. So like you say, uh, sometimes music does bring you back to a place, but it's not always a happy one. But, um, you know, so the song Someone Saved My Life Tonight, you know, I can't hear that without thinking that the number of times that it was Elton John's music that accompanied through some accompanied me through some of the most difficult mm. and awkward times as a as a young kid, um, but you know, so so his music is intimately connected, uh, woven into the fabric of every significant moment in my life from 1972 on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is an Elton John song. But you know, I mean, there's also some fabulous memories. You know, mm. I can't hear a Donna Summer song without being. You know, transported back to, you know, going clubbing, as a nice. kid, or the Bee Gees and Saturday Night Fever. And I, I, I you know, that music, I just love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, that's it. So you asked me about coming into the community. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you know, I, I mean, so I come into a Norbertine community and, you know, a lot of the guys here like classical music. And I, I. Uh, <laughs> so my my hot my hot controversial take on one of them uh-huh. is I tried you know, I went to the Academy of Music and I listened to classical concerts, but uh uh-huh. I really gave it my all mm. you know, and I respect classical music, but i 'm a rocker yeah yeah i 'm a rocker and I love disco and dance music uh-huh so that's it uh-huh <laughs> I,
0: I, I get you there, yeah there's something about music where it's totally uh time and place type thing yeah you know it's it's a mood thing and i i think that uh yeah you have to be in the right space maybe to truly appreciate a classical piece or you know d- depending on who you are maybe you have to really get centered to hear that snare kick and then all of a sudden the
1: power chord and the the bass thump And it, it you know it for me hmm Popular music, rock music, pop music, disco—that is, um, that's my entree mm. to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you—you you put some of that great music on, and uh, boy, oh boy! I mean, you know, I, I, some of my favorite albums, like "Beauty on the Back Street" by Barrel Hole and John Oates, and mm. that that record is gorgeous and. The Royal Scam by Steely Dan. I mean, they're they're just transformative. It's uh-huh. just they 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 definitely bring me back to my room in South Philly, playing that music, blasting it, and back in the day, of course, with no cell phones and you know. Only a couple of telephones in the house, and being a teenager, most of the phone calls were from me and my parents <laughs> screaming, John, pick up the phone. Of course, I was completely oblivious, singing my brains out to Hall Oats Oates or Elton John or Rod Stewart, you know.
0: So Well, at least they weren't noise complaints, right, to the local police department? Uh, no,
1: thank God. No, no, no. Not, not, uh, yeah, thank God we lived in, on a corner property in uh-huh. South Philly.
0: Uh-huh. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. So now you just mentioned a few albums there. I, I like with the precision and the um, the readiness, which with which you just kind of rattle them off, right? Um, you're stranded on a deserted island.
1: Hopefully, it's near Hawaii. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What uh, What album are you taking with you? Oh, there's only one. Goodbye, Oliver Gro. There you go. In my opinion, the best album. Now, of course, I'm going to say it's the best album ever made, but. Uh uh-huh. I'll I'll narrow that uh-huh. for uh, the sake of not knowing every album every ever made, but in um, in my era in my time, the, the album is simply sprawling. It's gorgeous. It's just beautiful. And I'm even wondering as you're talking about, yeah, obviously the the Elton
0: John album. You're talking about the album, right, as a concept. How many of our maybe younger listeners today are like, what's the album? What's what's an album?
1: Uh, it or, uh, is shocking yeah really shocking uh-huh um, you know I um, I'm showing my age I know but um, I think we lost so much now vinyls mm-hmm. making a resurgence yeah I'm happy about that because you know you talk about beauty I mean some of these album covers are are just magnificent works of art mm-hmm. and you know in the day of the CD uh, that was great, but we lost those, you know, I used to love going to a record store, and, you know, there it was, or the, there was a poster in the window, or yeah. no, that, that album, s- staring at you, and it was like, oh, yeah,
0: you know. So even, it just, yeah, and even just that physical act of going to the record store, of, of, of smelling the cellophane on the, you know, re- you know it's like, yeah, but, and now it's so, you just, you swipe open the app, you click the track, it plays
1: it. It's 99 cents. I, I, yeah, you know, I download music, obviously. Uh, it's, you know... Back it's hard to the get then. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to own... And I, I do want to own the music. I do think it's important to own the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's really... It loses something. Mm-hmm. I have the download, but I... You know, or those great picture sleeves for 45s. I still have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, those were... Just great to have, and that to me was like having a record. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that album. Mm-hmm. I have that CD. And to say I have a song that I bought for a dollar twenty nine or ninety nine cents on iTunes, yeah, I I have it. Uh, but it's out, it's in a cloud and right. it's not in my room, and that's where I like my music.
0: Yeah, I have a an ex- I mean, I stream music. Use spotify apps like that right but um i have a, an external hard drive and it's about you know maybe a little bit b- smaller than the size of the cd and a little bit bigger than the size of my wallet but it's got weeks worth of music on it and i'm always like looking at this thing this is so cool and fascinates me technologically right but i'm like it does not compare to that stack of I grew up in the age of CDs, right, kind of yeah. after the records. But my parents had records, so I, I had that visual experience and the aesthetic experience of the crackling of the needle and all that. Right? Mm. But I grew up with CDs, and that however many terabyte external drive that I have aesthetically doesn't evoke the same sort of response for me when I think of the music as it does looking at a stack of CDs. Yeah. You yeah.
1: Know? It's, it. you know, <laughs> and... Uh, I, you know I used to take my records all over the place with me mm-hmm. but after a while it, was, it just became I had so many so now I left uh, I left my records in um, in the hands of my nephew Michael and okay. another music you know we we share this passion for music all my sisters all, all my nieces and nephews share it. Uh, uh my brothers kids my sisters kids we all share a love for music uh-huh uh-huh so uh so I I still have my CDs and um, I still order CDs and I get ag- aggravated when you know I see an, a new CD that I want and uh, and there isn't a CD you have to download yeah. it so that's that's a bummer yeah or even um, I think it may have been uh, Jimmy Buffett
0: I guess just put out an album and yeah my my buddy uh, he uh, is big on going to concerts and sometimes uh, just buying the tickets and reselling them. So naturally he was in a position this concert season where everything is cancelled and he's left with all of the tickets which are getting refunded, but he's getting all the bonuses that came with purchasing tickets and what came with the Jimmy Buffett tickets, but CDs. And it's what he said is no one wants CDs anymore, so here they are it's just giveaways, right? Wow. So yeah, and I will say with you know what I just said about it not being the same what we've kind of been talking about as having the physical record or CD or whatever. It says something about when, um, say, going for a run or something and I'm listening to a, an artist or a genre of music and I, something comes over me where I'm inspired to listen to something else, I could switch tracks to something that's totally in a different artist genre that I would have never been able to do with a CD in a Walkman, Right. It's like there are the possibilities where the soundtrack to my life has just expanded exponentially to be able to listen to a piece of whatever type of music in this instance where, you know, I I feel inspired to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I could go from hip-hop to classical just like that without batting an eye. Yeah. And it's all uh, the movement of the spirit, right? That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen to that, really uh huh cuz you said music is that that pathway for you and i think for so many people I would look at you know music's place within the liturgy just within church history tradition within any religious tradition really music is a huge component
1: yeah absolutely there's a great connection between um god and music i mean it it definitely is a spiritual conduit there's no doubt about it mm-hmm. so with your students
0: um Do you have uh, agreement in taste? Do you have disagreement? Is there some overlap? Uh, What's going on there? Let's hear your hot
1: take on the music of today. uh, Yeah, I I love a lot of the music of today. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I uh, I um, I love Billie Eilish. I think Mm. she's amazing, an amazing talent. You know, and uh, love to hear uh, what's in store down the line for her she's just you know she's a teenager and she's amazing I think um so I I try to listen to a lot of the music of today Mm -hmm. and I also try to educate you know I I I know I'm old because I I hear myself saying what my parents always used to say you know you kids today don't know what good music (laughs) is so I hear myself saying the same thing you know and I I try to tell them you know um Elton John's the guy who wrote the music to the Lion King. I mean, they yeah. all know the Lion King still. They know the Lion King, and um, so they they know they know that uh, that I'm a big Elton John fan. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to tell them that one of the things that is a requirement for my to pass my class is that you have to like Elton John better than Billy Joel. Okay. <laughs> Another point of controversy. <laughs> but. Um, you know, and they, they laugh at that, but they, yeah. it, but they know it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, in fact, the kids, um, at the, at the end, my last class in Norbert Spirituality, mm-hmm. which was virtual because of COVID, but, uh, I was so touched because, uh, they played for me virtually, you know, they were in their locations. I was here at the Abbey uh-huh. and they had it all planned you know, they held up signs that said, Thank you, Father Zag. And they were playing Goodbye, Oliver Grove. Oh, man. So that that was very touching.
0: That's very special. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, that's great to hear how uh, they were able to pick up on what's so important to you. And, yeah. You know, I'm to Show you that
1: gratitude back. I want to put a plug in for my students at Archmere. Awesome. Uh, love you guys. The Archmere kids are phenomenal. Just great kids. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting them when they get in here for their
0: Kairos retreat. Coming up this fall, hopefully, God willing. Yeah, um, and uh, it's been great to have you on today, man. I really appreciate you coming in and uh, giving up your time and your insight here into your musical journey and your spiritual journey and how those two have been woven together. Um, like I said, I think that's something that a lot of us experience. Maybe we can't articulate it into words the way that you've been able to do, and. Uh, the short time we've had today, but also in your, uh, your uh, series, Rock the Word. I think that's a, a great um, and natural thing for you and uh, something that people really appreciate. So um, we've got the next Rock the Word coming up soon here on uh, Springhouse Media, Delsford Abbey. So that's going to be uh, Friday, July 24th. You'll want to keep your eyes out for that. Uh, what's the tune we're doing that time? It's uh, Pure Love by Rod Stewart. That's right. That's right. So
1: in case you want to do your homework and listen up ahead of time, feel free to check out that track. Um, uh, Andrew, you know, i, I yeah. got to tell you, like, people do ask me in advance what the song is, and I always want to keep them guessing. But okay. I, I, I figured, you know, you asked the question and, and I would answer it. So, um, you know, so like don't get too used to knowing the tune ahead yeah. of time. I just... <laughs> we, we can always
0: throw them a curveball, too. Where, yeah, we could. You
1: know... It, it,
0: it's something totally out of the blue, but, um, so, uh, Oh, great. We've got rock the word 153 coming up again on July 24th. And then on Friday, July 31st, uh, we have another episode of art and artists at the abbey with father Andrew Seferni. Um, and, uh, those will be available as always on YouTube and on Facebook. So, um, I hope that some of your students who I'm sure have a social media presence have been able to check out some of your, your features so far. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah, they they well, get to see you outside of the classroom.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. And um, also, you know, I'm, I'm also hoping that um, some of my Norbertine brothers, like Father Andrew Seferni, who was um, a good guy, really good guy. We, most most of you people have probably seen him do something. But I'm trying to educate him uh-huh. to the beauty of rock and roll. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh huh. So. Who knows, maybe one day I'll walk past his office and I'll hear uh, Elton John blaring. There you go. You never know. I might hear a guitar solo ripping down the halls. That's
0: it. He might be, be, you know, like a burgeoning rocket man. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You, You never know who else in the community, right? You never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of the community, uh, just to put a plug in for vocations too, if you feel as if the, the good Lord is calling you toward uh, religious life here, um, or just religious life in general, and you want to explore that path, check out dalesford.org slash vocations, or you can even email vocations at Delsford.org. And if you're interested in coming to the Abbey for a private retreat, um, the Abbey is open for private retreat right now. We're trying not to stack too many guests on top of each other to, on our social distancing and the state's guidelines, but if you're interested in that, um, really the ideal setting to get away and just um, be at peace, be still, and um, really be aware of God's presence in your life. You can call 610-647-2530, extension 1001, and uh, we'll get you all set up with a private retreat here at the Abbey. And finally, we just ask your support of Springhouse Ministries here at Dalesford Abbey. You can go to dalesford.org springhouse dash media slash support to support us here, and we're very grateful for your support. We make this content available free of charge for folks um, and hoping that they just pay it forward and pass it on to others who they feel might benefit from the same way that uh, they did, hopefully. So uh, that's our goal with that. And uh, just remember, you can access it anytime on Facebook, on YouTube, and today's podcast. I think we're going to put up in a couple formats or a few different formats on Facebook, YouTube, and then even on SoundCloud uh, just for the audio version for uh, people that want to listen in the car because you shouldn't watch us on YouTube or Facebook and listen in the car.
1: That's right. Uh, But wherever you are and whatever you're doing, rock a little and play it loud. Thanks, Brother John. Thanks,
0: everyone, for tuning in today. Uh, Have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. content from the Springhouse is available free of charge. If you find this ministry is of service to you, we hope that you will support us in providing this content in an ongoing manner. We consider this a pay-it-forward endeavor. Not only would your donation help us to cover the expenses of producing its content, you would make it possible for us to offer it to others as well. As long as we are able, by your generosity, we will continue to produce content which we believe will serve the Church. We hope that you might become a partner in this ministry. Please click the link in the description below this video to make a donation.